All right. Our scripture today is from the book of Matthew, chapter 28, verses 16 through 20. Now the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Jesus came near and spoke to them, saying, I've received all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything that I've commanded. Look, I myself will be with you every day until the end of this present age. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. So it's Grad Sunday, y'all. Woohoo! Yeah. I love a day when we can celebrate as a church. I know that's shocking. Um, just kidding. That's sarcasm. Um, I definitely love the days when we can make a balloon arch and like celebrate the great things that God is doing in our lives, and especially to celebrate our young people. Um, Y'all know how great these young people are. You've seen them throughout their lives growing up here, Um, and they're great, but there's something else about Grad Sunday that moves me. I think it's acknowledging the movement in their lives from being here with us to going out into the world in whatever form that is. Um, It reminds me of how it was to leave home for the first time, that feeling of excitement and hope and fear and adventure and that feeling of being sent. It's been a while since I stood in front of my home church in Brunswick, Georgia, in cap and gown on a Sunday like this, and was prayed over by my church family. It's been 21 years to be exact, which is crazy to think about, but I can still remember how it felt to be loved and raised up, to be empowered by God's love and my church family, and then to be prayerfully sent out into the world, even if I wasn't sure what that really meant. Sundays like today refresh and reignite in me how Jesus calls and sends out his disciples, how he did that millennia ago with his disciples, how he does it throughout our lives, and how he's doing it today, not just with our young adults, but with all of us. So I want to read this scripture one more time, but I want to read it from the message paraphrase. And as I read, I want you to think about a time in your life when you were sent out, when one chapter closed and another opened, and hear these words from Jesus. Meanwhile, the 11 disciples were on their way to Galilee, headed from the mountain Jesus had set for their reunion. The moment they saw him, they worshipped him. Some, though, held back, not sure about worship, about risking themselves totally. But Jesus, undeterred, went right ahead and gave his charge. God authorized and commanded me to commission you. Go out and train everyone you meet, far and near, in this way of life marking them by baptism in the threefold name, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Then instruct them in the practice of all I have commanded you, and I'll be with you as you do this, day after day after day, right up to the end of the age. This passage is a big one. 
I mean, it's the last words we hear from Jesus in the book of Matthew. It's what all this journey with Jesus has been leading to. Because the journey didn't stop with Jesus at the cross or even at the empty tomb on Easter. But it leads us to this scene with Jesus, sending his disciples out to teach all the things and love all the people in all the places like he taught them to do. This scene of scripture, it comes after a whirlwind of a 40 days for the disciples and for Jesus. In that time frame, Jesus' disciples were able to experience a lot. They, they were with Jesus and they saw him loving and teaching in his ministry. They share in the Last Supper with him. They see him arrested and crucified. And then they hear of his resurrection. And now they find themselves standing with their teacher on a mountain, him alive in the flesh after such a great ordeal. What a wild ride, right? Their teacher, their guide, their leader, their friend, their Jesus had given them so much. He'd poured out his knowledge and his love, and he taught them how to be leaders. He even poured out his very life for them. And now the news that they heard on Easter is confirmed. Jesus is alive, resurrected from the dead, and standing right in front of them, teaching once again. The resurrection that the disciples experience, it leads to some major transformation in them. The disciples meeting with Jesus on this mountain in Galilee is their first appearance since they fled at his arrest. The fact that they believed the women's testimony on Easter that Jesus had been raised and then actually heeded the instructions to go to Galilee to meet him suggests that the disciples have more faith than they had earlier when they hid when he was arrested. That very step of faith shows the power of resurrection. The same people who hid before are now stepping out of the shadows with hope. When they meet Jesus on the mountain, he looks so similar. They recognize him, even though he's been through so much. I mean, they've been through so much, too. They're all standing together on that mountain right before Jesus ascends to heaven. And they're transformed because of the power of the resurrection, which leads to transformation. These aren't the same disciples earlier who left Jesus. They showed up. And even though it was probably a little scary, that transformation they experienced then led to something else, a sending out, a commissioning. That's what this whole passage is drenched in, transformation leading to commissioning, leading to more transformation, showing that resurrection is not the end of Jesus's mission and that we as disciples get to be a part of it. That mission of Jesus continues, and we get to be a part. That sending out of the disciples, what we call the Great Commission, it shows us that as much as disciples or we may have stumbled or failed to act, the call to follow Jesus is still there and is actually renewed and expanded. Jesus' mission that reaches far beyond just salvation on the cross or even resurrection, his mission of transformation is extended to us. And that, it, and that includes transforming everything with his love. When I preached at Confirmation Sunday a little over a month ago, I shared how I was going on the church's mission trip to Cuba later that week. 
And I had very little knowledge of what our mission was, but I had a willingness to go and a deep desire to be refilled spiritually. We went to Cuba, and it was a really enlightening and renewing experience for me. Dare I say it was transformative. Um, A different kind of transformative experience than my first mission trip that I took just weeks after my high school graduation, where we went to the mountains of Jamaica and we did a construction mission. And I experienced God in a way that I never had. And I felt God's calling my life into ministry. But this transformation in Cuba was a little different. Last month, I stepped into the unknown in Cuba. A lot of that was because um, I did no research before the trip. (laughs) Like, I packed my bag and it was... 49 pounds because you're only allowed to take 50. So like, you know, I prepared in that way, but I didn't like do any research. (laughs) I didn't prepare as much as I like to prepare for everything, but like life is busy and ministry is busy and I have a family. I should have put that first, um, you know, because I should have put that first. But um, anyways, I was busy, and so I didn't do the research that I should have. And so in a lot of ways, I was stepping into the unknown in Cuba, ready to serve, but adventure was there because I didn't know what I was going to experience. Um, But I stepped out off of the plane, tired but excited, and longing in the depth of my soul to be refilled with the Holy Spirit. I think that's why I signed up for the trip, uh, because I realized that I was feeling like a dry well, which I'd prayed for years that I would pour myself out in ministry so much that I'd need to be refilled. It's just in the last few years, I've been really bad about seeking out the Holy Spirit to refill me. So in Cuba, I was there ready to serve and learn and desperate to experience God. And what I found in that amazing and super complicated place is the Spirit of God moving in full force. We visited 17 churches all over the Cienfuegos district of the Cuban Methodist Church. And time and again, we saw people who were transformed by the love of Jesus. People living in such a complicated place, dealing with difficult systems all around them. And yet they were alive with the Spirit and living this Great Commission in a way that was moving. Experiencing this, worshiping with them, dancing with them, a lot of times during worship, um, spending time in conversation with them about the things that unite us, as well as the differences between us, was transformative. I found myself more open to stepping out of my comfort zone in faith and relying on the Holy Spirit, taking their lead, taking the lead of my new Cuban friends who were filled with such energizing faith. We went to Cuba as a team to share supplies and resources with our sister church and our partner ministries there, and to hopefully be an encouragement to them, because life there can be difficult. But the beautiful thing about the gospel, the transformative thing about resurrection, is that when we step out in faith, No matter how prepared we are or unprepared we are, um, when we go where Jesus sends us, transformation is everywhere. Now let's get back to Jesus and the disciples on the mountain. Jesus speaks saying that he has been given all all authority.
and all the places. So he is sending his disciples to all the places to do what he's been teaching them all along. I think this sending out is broader than we typically make it, which is wild because Jesus is sending his people everywhere. That's pretty broad. But I think sometimes we just see it in Jesus is sending us to start churches and just to baptize people. But I, I think that Jesus is saying so much more here. I think he's saying to teach everything that he taught, which means to teach others about who God is and the love, to love others, all the others, even when it's difficult, to forgive even when it hurts or doesn't make sense, to heal, to visit, and to show mercy, and to work for justice for those who are in unjust systems. What strikes me in these beautiful verses, these beautiful words of Jesus, is how inclusive he is. He includes all the things, y'all. Maybe it's the Enneagram 7 in me who wants all the experiences, all the time, with all the people, and none of the sleep. Um, But these words give me energy. Listen to all the alls that he says. He's been given all authority to send out believers to all the nations, to teach everyone all that he taught them. And he says that he will be with us always. That's a lot of alls. If we take Jesus seriously here, if we take what he says and the authority that he says it with seriously and we go out into the world, whatever the world looks like for us, if it's the lives that we've created here, or if we take a step to go further. If we take this seriously, think about how comprehensively the resurrection, the transformative love of Jesus will transform the world. And I'm not talking about going into the world like others may have in the past with swords or words of exclusion or colonialism or the crusades. I'm talking about us embracing Jesus's call and sending forth with all the alls, to include, to love, to heal, to do the Great Commission in this way, to teach who God is and how God loves, and to know that he is with us always. You know, Grad Sunday is a perfect time for us to hear these words of Great Commission, not just because the grads are going out, but because these grads are ones who I've seen embrace the all. They've embraced the the ability to love deeply and fully. It's a given for them. Um, It's cool that in my job I get a front row seat to see this, that they are able to love without bounds, just like Jesus. So today, on this Grad Sunday, let's join them. Let's join the disciples a millennia ago who are standing on that mountain with Jesus hearing these words for the first time. And let's join our grads who are stepping out into the world for the first time. Friends, let's do it. Let's go. It doesn't matter what came before, when we fell short, or how prepared or unprepared we are. Thank God that doesn't matter. Let's go. Let's go love and teach and serve and do all the alls that Jesus calls us to do. And graduates, we are so proud of you. We have such hope for the future because you are stepping out into it. Take the strength that Jesus is offering to you and go do the thing. We know you can. Go and be transformed and use that transformation to help others 
find it as well and know that we are here loving you and praying for you along the way. I want to leave us with um, a blessing from Kate Bowler um, in her book, The Lives We Actually Live, called Beginnings and Endings. This life is made up of so many beginnings and so many endings. We start new jobs and we leave old ones. We move to new cities and leave our childhood hobbies in our parents' basements. Sorry, Mom. We become new people slowly, hopefully kinder and funnier people. Friends and relationships come and go. Dreams blossom and then they wither. And we find ourselves here once again at the precipice of change, afraid to let go and afraid of what will happen if we don't. Might this be a place of blessing too? Blessed are we standing in the hallway between closed doors and one still to come, between the old and the new, between the worn in and the doesn't quite yet fit, between who we were and who we might become. God, make it remotely possible to grow and change. Become open to new adventures and untethered to the routine or to the same old. Because the anxiety rising in my shoulders and filling my throat, it tells me I'm unlikely, unwilling to step forward. Blessed are we who take a minute to look over our shoulder at all we learned from what was. The people we became, the people who loved us into becoming, the peace that came with familiarity. Blessed are we who trust this timing and who open our hearts anew to change, to new friends, to hope. Nervous, maybe heavy-hearted, but brimming with gratitude for a life so beautiful that it hurts to say goodbye. Blessed are we turning our eyes ahead toward a new path not yet mapped. God, give us courage to take this next step. And enough for the one after that, too. Remind us that you have gone before and behind and around and are with us even now. In our leaving, in our arriving, in our changes, expected or shocking, surprise us with who we might become. Amen.